Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode eight of the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. Today, we're starting our series on homeschooling methods and philosophies. Have you ever nailed down what type of homeschooler you are? Did you know that your homeschool method can affect everything you do in your homeschool? So it's really super important to help figure that out, to really nail that down. Even though that isn't what I did, sadly my story is kind of a jumbled mess, but I'm encouraging you from my own past mistakes. So for many years, I just homeschooled, period. I had no idea there were special ways to homeschool. I just jumped in and started homeschooling. Like I had taught my class before when I was a teacher. After a lot, and I mean a lot of trial and error, otherwise known as falling on my face, I found my groove, my own personal homeschooling method, which as it turns out is quite an interesting blend of a few different methods. And you know what, this really works great. It works great for a lot of different homeschoolers because blending together a few methods gives you a unique homeschooling style that usually fits your homeschool. All right, so today, I'm so glad this is this is a subject that's kind of dear to my heart because of the trouble I had when I first got started. But today we're going to talk about homeschooling methods, a few different kinds today to get started with. But you know, one thing about today's world and the status of homeschooling is that we have these homeschool methods really clearly laid out for us. These philosophies have, are detailed. They We've had pioneers, so to speak, that have gone before us and that have we can learn from their mistakes too, which is always great, right? The fact that you can use these tried and true teaching methods that pioneers who've gone before us have established can save you the time and hassle and help you not to make a mess of things, which, you know, bottom line, none of us really want to do. But discovering what kind of homeschool method you lean toward really does take a little research. I recommend starting with a homeschool methods quiz. And there's a quick and fun one online at homeschool.com. And you can just enter in the search bar, homeschool methods quiz, and it'll pop up, you'll see it. This will give you a nice starting place with a general idea of what type of homeschooling you're looking for for your family. You know, some of us don't even know what these methods are called. So a starting place like that is super helpful. After you've gotten a general idea of a few of the methods that you lean toward, you'll be able to dig a little deeper. And what I mean by that is that you know, say for example, you really lean heavily toward two or three different methods. Well, go find out everything you can about those two or three methods and really look at them. See if they appeal to you, if that is something that you feel like your kids would do well with. Dig deeper, get the research on them. As we begin today to talk about, we're gonna actually talk about the Montessori method and the Reggio Emilia method, as well as the Moore formula. And those three, kind of interesting, um, but just to help you get a little bit more information, you know, if you're in that stage of digging deeper, we're gonna, we're gonna have a series on these this month. So 
we'll take some time to look first at the Montessori method. And that method was developed by Dr. Maria Montessori in the early 20th century. And Dr. Montessori focused on how young children learn. And out of her research, she developed a philosophy of learning that changed early childhood education. And even today, daycares and schools and homes all continue to be influenced by Dr. Montessori's philosophy. The Montessori philosophy of education was originally developed for classroom use, but many homeschoolers have seen the benefits in their home as well. This approach is child-centered and it focuses on each child as unique. Many homeschoolers begin with Montessori principles, even from birth. Students are encouraged to seek knowledge for themselves and parents strive to provide opportunities for exploration. And stemming from this concept, self-regulation is an important part of daily learning and encourages the child to regulate his or her learning and conduct appropriately. The room where the child learns is very important in the Montessori philosophy, since it's the incubator or preparatory location for life. It should encourage learning with all sorts of educational opportunities for the child's investigation. You know, with this idea in mind, parents can look at their own home through the eyes of a child. So just take a walk around your house and look at it maybe even get down at the on the level that your child is at if they're if they're still pretty little get down low and look at your house look at how the rooms are set up is there a way that you can maximize their learning opportunities you know for example do you see an empty an empty shelf excuse me you don't have to leave it empty display a few interesting books maybe some educational toys or uh, even a microscope with some slides, things like that. You're putting things out there for the children to get involved with and to learn and explore. You have an empty corner. You can set up a craft area or a music area or even a woodworking station. Leave it there until the child's interest is exhausted. And these centers for learning invite the child to learn and follow their interests. And as the child gets older, the same process can continue. Montessori learning follows that delight-directed learning path. And really, it produces amazing results. And children typically develop a strong love for learning. And that's pretty great. That's, that's always been one of my goals in our homeschool. Well, for the most part, Montessori homeschooling doesn't have to be expensive. And most of the resources can be made by the parent. As children go, grow and advance in their learning, parents can provide experiences as well as suggest studies that would fulfill certain basic requirements. Because I know you're thinking, well, what happens when they're in you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, or, or older? They do have some basic things that they, they really need to be covering. And even with that, you can give them several options and they can choose options and still they're directing their own learning. The child should never be forced to do lessons or read specific material. Parents are always encouraged to model patience and kindness and even a personal love for learning. And you know, I think personally that's the hardest part about this method. But if you're looking for Montessori materials or other resources, there are really good websites that provide Montessori supporting materials for homeschoolers. And there are several really great books on how to implement this method in your homeschool. Um, one particular family 
who had started a homeschool resource business actually did this with their youngest child and he was um, Montessori educated from birth all the way through and his story is pretty amazing. You should check it out. It's one of the main links. You'll find it easily. Before we close, I'd like to mention two other homeschooling methods. The two others that I had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. They are very closely related to the Montessori method. The first one is the Reggio method or also called Reggio Emilia. Researching it, I was kind of surprised at how closely related it is to the Montessori method. Reggio Emilia began in a small town by the same name in Italy in the 1960s. The small community wanted to start a preschool that would focus on developing a child's intelligence with a desire to learn. Just a few hallmarks we're gonna we're gonna touch on um, regarding this method. So the first one is children should be allowed to develop and follow their own interests. Of course, that sounds familiar, right? A multi-sensory approach to learning is always encouraged. So what does that mean, multi-sensory approach? Students should be able to taste, feel, touch, smell all of our senses. And you know, as a as an educator, college professor that teaches teachers, that is huge. Um, when you're teaching a teacher how to teach, you want them to prepare lessons that include all the senses. The more senses we involve in learning, the more we remember. Okay, so multi-sensory approach is important. The environment is considered another teacher. That's very interesting, isn't it? Or a third teacher, it's often called. So materials are, are carefully selected and the room is to have a natural light, uh, beauty and order to it. Project-based learning is also fundamental. In fact, children will, will often have more than one project going at a time. And students are encouraged to research their passions and interests from many different angles. What they wanna learn about, what they wanna read about, they can write about it, and they can even do art about what they're learning. Documentation and communication are vital. Project examples are displayed and teachers record what the student communicates to them about that project. Reggio Emilia method asserts the concept that child has 100 languages or 100 languages of children. It's kind of an interesting concept and I really did like this part. By this they mean that children can express their learning in a hundred different ways. And that that is really true. The child doesn't have to just read to learn or be taught by another person. A child can learn and express that learning in a hundred different ways. That's awesome. I love it. Another interesting thing about Reggio Emilia is the use of mirrors throughout the learning area. So this is not just like on the wall mirrors. There are mirrors underneath their play area. So as they're playing or building blocks or doing something like that, they see what they're doing from another perspective. Very interesting, right? <laughs> All right. Finally, the other method I wanted to touch on is the more formula. Unlike the other two, this method was designed specifically for homeschoolers. And Dr. Raymond and his wife, Dorothy, were and are often referred to as the grandparents of homeschooling. They're some of those pioneers we often talk about. And their formula for learning is designed to be low cost and low stress, as well as have a focus on being God-directed learners. I like that. The Moore formula tailors the curriculum to each child, balancing study, with work and service, which teaches the child how to earn a living. And it's high in basic skills, including science, math, and language, and it builds character and creativity. But some of the foundational concepts for the Moore formula 
are number one, study. And this includes a few minutes to several hours a day, depending on the child's maturity. And readiness, of course, is vital to this aspect. The second is manual work and entrepreneurship. At least as much work in the family or other business as they study. So if you're studying, if your child is mature enough to study two hours a day, then they should work in the home or with others for two hours. And then the third thing is home and or community service, an hour or so a day. They suggest focusing on kids' interests and needs. They are encouraged to be an example in consistency, curiosity, and patience. So the more formula says that work is encouraged because selfless service is a cornerstone of character. And I find that really to be true in you know, working with our six children, that is a concept that is difficult to convey to your child, but encouraging hard work and selfless services is a cornerstone. I agree completely with that. All right, so did any of these homeschool methods stand out to you? They've definitely piqued my interest. I see really good foundational concepts in some of them, and some of them are kind of interesting. I think definitely solid homeschooling methods that we could implement in our homeschool for the betterment of our children. All right, so of course, if you have any questions, you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. Of course, it's homeschool.com. And you can even email me at jamie.gaddy at homeschoolconnect.com. And of course, as always, I hope you have an amazing week with grace and joy, Jamie. Thank you.